Chapter Seven of Episode Two of Tartarine of Tarascon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Tartarine of Tarascon by Alphonse Daudet. Episode the Second, Chapter Seven, about an omnibus, a Moorish beauty, and a wreath of jessamine. Common people would have been discouraged by such a first adventure but men of Tartarin's metal do not easily get cast down. "'The lions are in the south, are they?' mused the hero. "'Very well, then. South I go.' As soon as he had swallowed his last mouthful he jumped up, thanked his host, nodded good-bye to the old hag without any ill-will, dropped a final tear over the hapless blackie, and quickly returned to Algiers, with the firm intention of packing up and starting that very day for the south. The Mustafa high-road seemed, unfortunately, to have stretched since overnight, and what a sun and dust there were, and what a weight in that shelter-tent! Tartarin did not feel to have the courage to walk to the town, and he beckoned to the first omnibus coming along, and climbed in. Oh, our poor Tartarin of Tarascon! How much better it would have been for his name and fame not to have stepped into that fatal ark on wheels, but to have continued on his road afoot! at the risk of falling suffocated beneath the burden of the atmosphere, the tent, and his heavy double-barreled rifles. When Tartarin got in the bus was full. At the end, with his nose in his prayer-book, sat a large and black-bearded vicar from the town. Facing him was a young Moorish merchant smoking coarse cigarettes, and a Maltese sailor and four or five Moorish women muffled up in white cloths, so that only their eyes could be spied. These ladies had been to offer up prayers to the Abdel Qadir cemetery, but this funereal visit did not seem to have much saddened them, for they could be heard chuckling and chattering between themselves under their coverings, whilst munching pastry. Tartarin fancied that they watched him narrowly. One in particular, seated over against him, had fixed her eyes upon his, and never took them off all the drive. Although the dame was veiled, the liveliness of the big black eyes, lengthened out by coal, a delightfully slender wrist loaded with gold bracelets, of which a glimpse was given from time to time among the folds, the sound of her voice, the graceful, almost childlike movements of the head, all revealed that a young, pretty, and lovable creature bloomed underneath the veil. The unfortunate Tartarine did not know where to shrink. The fond, mute gaze of these splendorous oriental orbs agitated him, perturbed him, and made him feel like dying with flushes of heat and fits of cold shivers. To finish him, the lady's slipper meddled in the onslaught. He felt the dainty thing wander and frisk about over his heavy hunting-boots, like a tiny red mouse. What could he do? Answer the glance and the pressure, of course. Aye, but what about the consequences? A loving intrigue in the East is a terrible matter. With his romantic southern nature— the honest Tarasconian saw himself already falling into the grip of the eunuchs, to be decapitated, or, better, we mean worse than that, sewn up in a leather sack, and sunk in the sea with his head under his arm beside him. This somewhat cooled him. In the meantime the little slipper continued its proceedings, and the eyes, widely open opposite him like twin black velvet flowers, seemed to say, "'Come, cull us!' The bus stopped on the theatre place, at the mouth of the Rue Babazoun. One by one, embedded in their voluminous trousers, and drawing their mufflers around them with wild grace, the Moorish women alighted. Tartarin's confrontress was the last to rise, 
and in doing so her countenance skimmed so closely to our hero's that her breath enveloped him, a veritable nosegay of youth and freshness, with an indescribable aftertang of musk, jessamine, and pastry. The Tarasconian stood out no longer. Intoxicated with love, and ready for anything, he darted out after the beauty. At the rumpling sound of his belts and boots she turned, laid a finger on her veiled mouth, as one who would say, Hush! and with the other hand quickly tossed him a little wreath of sweet-scented jessamine flowers. Tartarine of Tarascon stooped to pick it up, but as he was rather clumsy, and much overburdened with implements of war, the operation took rather long. When he did straighten up, with the jessamine garland upon his heart, the Donatrix had vanished. End of chapter 7 of episode 2